Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on the Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. <coughs> you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim. Net, where if you mouse over the link at top for the original edition, you will see a link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email <laughs> to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text read for today. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're completing our reading. <laughs> we're completing our reading in the manual, and uh, also touch on the epilogue of the workbook. Um, so we'll read the last section of the manual titled number 29, titled As for the Rest, and later the epilogue for the workbook. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, the final lesson of the year, which is, This holy instant would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you certain that your direction gives me peace. And normally that lesson, uh, our, our touching in with the lesson is led by Fran, but she's not here. And so we, we will, I will make a request, or a request, if anyone's willing to uh, lead that lesson, now I'll turn to you, Lori. Do you have uh, an opening you would like to offer us this morning? Oh, thanks, Lemoyne. Yeah. In light of be you in charge of by my request, it seems the consequence of grace is a perfect place to begin. With this quote from Moji, grace is everything. Grace is another name for what we are. Grace is indefinable, the ever-present, timeless. It is that in which the apparent timeful plays as names and forms in their brief dance as life. We are the experience and simultaneously the witness of this experience. Grace is that which calls you away from the chaos, away from the noise of the world. Grace is the same as peace, but there is no peacekeeper, nor anyone being silent. Grace is the breath of the true self. Amen. Oh, amen. That was so beautiful, Laurie. Thank you. Lovely. I'm really happy to find that. Thank yeah. you, guys.
Are you on mute, Lemoyne? Oop, I am on mute. I was just saying I was trying to capture that last line. Grace is the breath of the true self. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, with us in reading this morning, I have Lori, Donna, Robin Marie, and Lana with us in listening to Zyda. Is there anyone else who's joined who'd like to join the reading list or to say good morning? Hi, good morning, Diana. I'll be listening. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome, Diana. Morning, it's Sandra. I can listen. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, uh, good morning. This is Reverend Ridge Joy. I can read. Great. Thank you, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're right here at the end. So the last section in the manual is 29. As for the rest, <coughs> I'll get it started here. As for the rest, This manual is not intended to answer all questions that both teacher and pupil may raise. In fact, it covers only a few of the more obvious ones in terms of a brief summary of some of the major concepts in the text and workbook. It is not a substitute for either, but merely a supplement. While it is called a manual for teachers, it must be remembered that only time divides teacher and pupil so that the difference is temporary by definition. In some cases, it may be helpful for the pupil to read the manual first. Others might do better to begin with the workbook. Still others may need to start at the more abstract level of the text. A Manual for Teachers, Section 29, for the rest. This manual is not intended to answer all questions that both teacher and pupil may raise. In fact, it covers only a few of the more obvious ones in terms of a brief summary of some of the major concepts in the text and workbook. It is not a substitute for either, but merely a supplement. While it is called a manual for teachers, it must be remembered that only time divides teacher and pupil, so that the difference is temporary by definition. In some cases, it may be helpful for the pupil to read the manual first. Others might do better to begin with the workbook. Still, others may need to start at the more abstract level of the text. Two, which is for whom? Who would profit more from prayers alone? Who needs but a smile, being as yet unready for more? No one should attempt to answer these questions alone. Surely no teacher of God has come this far without realizing that. The curriculum is highly individualized, and all aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. 
ask and he will answer. The responsibility is his and he alone is fit to assume it. To do so is his function. To refer the questions to him is yours. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. His answers are always right. Would you say that of yours? Thank you, Lori. And Donna? Two. Which is for whom? Who would profit more from prayers alone? Who needs but a smile being as yet unready for more? No one should attempt to answer these questions alone. Surely, no teacher of God has come this far without realizing that. The curriculum is highly individualized. All and all aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. Ask, and he will answer. Responsibility is his, and his alone is fit to assume it. And he alone is fit to, to assume it. To do so is his function. To refer the questions to him is yours. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. His answers are always right. Would you say that of yours? Three. There is another advantage and a very important one. In referring to decisions to the Holy Spirit <clears throat> with increasing frequency, perhaps you have not thought of this aspect, but its centrality is obvious. To follow the Holy Spirit's guidance is to let yourself be absolved of guilt. It is the essence of the atonement. It is the core of the curriculum, the imagined usurping of functions, not your own, is the basis of fear. The whole world you see reflects the illusion you have done so, making fear inevitable. To return the function to the one to whom it belongs is thus the escape from fear and it is this that lets the memory of love return to you. Do not then think that following the Holy Spirit's guidance is, necess is necessarily merely because of your own inadequacies. It is the way out of hell for you. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Donna and Robin Murray. Three, there is another advantage <clears throat> and a very important one in referring decisions to the Holy Spirit with increasing frequency. Perhaps you have not thought of this aspect, but its centrality is obvious. To follow the Holy Spirit's guidance is to let yourself be absolved of guilt. It is the essence of the atonement. 
It is the core of the curriculum. The imagined usurping of functions, functions not your own, is the basis of fear. The whole world you see reflects the illusion you have done so, making fear inevitable. To return the function to the one to whom it belongs is thus the escape from fear. And it is this that lets the memory of love return to you. Do not then think that following the Holy Spirit's guidance is necessary merely because of your own inadequacies. It is the way out of hell for you. Four. Here again is the paradox often referred to in the Course to say, quote, of myself I can do nothing, unquote, is to gain all power. And yet it is but a seeming paradox. As God created you, you have all power. The image you made of yourself has none. The Holy Spirit knows the truth about you. The image you made does not. Yet despite its obvious and complete ignorance, this image assumes it knows all things because you have given that belief to it. Such is your teaching and the teaching of the world, which is made to uphold it. But the teacher who knows the truth has not forgotten it. His decisions bring benefit to all, being wholly devoid of attack and therefore incapable of arousing guilt. Thank you, Robin and Marie. Lana. Okay, four. Here again is the paradox often referred to in the Course. To say, in quotes, of myself I can do nothing is to gain all power. And yet it is but a seeming paradox. As God created you, you have all power. The image you made of yourself has none. The Holy Spirit knows the truth about you. The image you made does not. Yet despite its obvious and complete ignorance, this image assumes it knows all things because you have given, given that belief to it. Such is your teaching and the teaching of the world which was made to uphold it. But the teacher who knows the truth has not forgotten it. His decisions bring benefit to all, being wholly devoid of attack and therefore incapable of arousing guilt. Five, who assumes a power that he does not have is deceiving himself. Yet to accept the power given him by God is but to acknowledge his creator and accept his gifts. And his gifts have no limits. To ask the Holy Spirit to decide for you is simply to accept your true inheritance. Does this mean that you cannot decide anything without consulting him? No, indeed. That would hardly be practical. And it is, and it is the practical with which this course is most concerned. If you have made it a habit to ask for help when and where you can, you can be confident that wisdom will be given you when you need it. Prepare for this each morning. Remember God when you can throughout the day. Ask the Holy Spirit's help when it is possible to do so and thank him for his guidance at night. And your confidence will be well-founded indeed. <laughs> 
I thank you, Lana. <clears throat> and Rija. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Five. Uh, who assumes a power that he does not have is deceiving himself. Yet to accept the power given him by God is but to acknowledge his creator and accept his gifts. And his gifts have no limit. To ask the Holy Spirit to decide for you is simply to accept your true inheritance. Does this mean that you cannot decide anything without consulting him? No, indeed. That would hardly be practical, and it is the practical with which this course is most concerned. If you have made it a habit to ask for help when and where you can, you can be confident that wisdom will be given you when you need it. Prepare for this each morning. Remember God when you can throughout the day. Ask the Holy Spirit's help when it is possible to do so. And thank him for his guidance at night. And your confidence will be well-founded indeed. Six, never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. He understands the requests of your heart and answers them. Does this mean that while attack remains attractive to you, he will respond with evil? Hardly. For God has given him the power to translate your prayers of the heart into his language. He understands that an attack is a call for help, and he responds with help accordingly. God would be cruel if he let your words replace his own. A loving father does not let his child harm himself or choose his own destruction. He may ask for injury, but his father will protect him still. And how much more than this does your father love his son? That's it. Excuse me. Thank you, Rita. And is there a new reader for six and seven? This is Sandra. I can read. Great. Thank you, Tom. Six, never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. He understands the requests of your heart and answers them. Does this mean that while attack remains attractive to you, he will respond with evil? Hardly, for God has given him the power to translate your prayers of the heart into his language. He understands that an attack is a call for help, and he responds with help accordingly. God would be cruel if he let your words replace his own. A loving father does not let his child harm himself or choose his own destruction. He may ask for injury, but his father will protect him still. And how much more than this does your father love his son? Remember, you are his completion and his love. Remember, your weakness is his strength. But do not read this hastily or wrongly. If his strength is in you, what you perceive as your weakness is but illusion. And he has given you the means to prove it so. Ask all things of his teacher and all things are given you, not in the future, but immediately now. 
God does not wait, for waiting implies time, and he is timeless. Forget your foolish images, your sense of frailty, and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger, and selected, quote, wrongs. God knows but his son, and he, and as he was created, so he is. In confidence, I place you in his hands, and I give thanks for you that this is so. Thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for seven and eight? New reader for seven and eight? Okay, um, back to you, Lori. Oh, what a privilege. Remember, you are his completion and his love. Remember, your weakness is his strength, but do not read this hastily or wrongly. If his strength is in you, what you perceive as your weakness is but illusion, and he has given you the means to prove it so. Ask all things of his teacher, and all things are given you, not in the future, but immediately, now. God does not wait, for waiting implies time, and he is timeless. Forget your foolish images, your sense of frailty, and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger and selected wrongs. God knows but his son, as he was, and as he was created, so he is. In confidence, I place you in his hands, and I give thanks for you that this is so. And now in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, his thanks he offers you, and all the world stands silent to the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves, and it is given you to be the means through which his voice is heard around the world to close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your life the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well, and for all those who walk to God with me. Amen. Thank you, Lori. And Can I read that last part, too? <laughs> The one? Sure, Ida. Yeah, go ahead, Ida. Okay. <clears throat> and now, in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, his thanks he offers you. And all the world stands silent in the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves. And it has given you to be the means through which his voice is heard around the world. To close all things of time. To end the sight of all things visible. 
and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your light the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you, and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well, and for all those who walk to God with me. Amen. Thanks. Thank you, Ina. And uh, is there anyone else who would like to read paragraph eight? I can do it. This is this is Donna. I'd love to volunteer, <laughs> Reverend Regent Joy, if she's still here, <laughs> and will. Okay. And did I hear oh, Steve? Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll defer to that last caller. Fine, I'm listening. If she wants to read. Um, well, we have we have time here, so let me let's do this. Let's do Steve and then Rita. Okay. Okay. And now, in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, he thanks, he offers you. His thanks, he offers you. And all the world stands silent in the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves and is giving you to be the means to which his voice is heard around the world to close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly here, there. Holy are you, and in your light, the world reflects your holiness. You are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well, and for all who walk to God with me. Thank you, Steve. And Rita? Um, Rita, if you're reading, I think you're on mute. Oh, actually, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, well, um, I I wasn't on mute, so let me try my my headphone again. <laughs> One, two. Okay, uh, can you hear me now that I'm on the headphone? Yes. Yes? Okay, thank you. Thanks. Okay, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, okay, let's try. <laughs> I'll try it again. 
Um, let me know if you can hear me, okay? Um, <laughs> okay, and, and now in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, his thanks he offers you, and all the world stands silent in the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves, and it is given you to be the means through which his voice is heard around the world to close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your light the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you, and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well and for all those who walk to God with me. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Reverend Regia, and everybody who read. Thank you, Ida. And, uh, yeah, we have some time before the top of the hour, so as the floor is open, we still have a call for uh, someone to lead us in remembering a lesson today, and uh, also section on final Anyway, floor is open. Good morning, everyone. God, I love this reading um, because it's had, it's had so much meaning to me as I've, you know, been on my spiritual journey. And the thing that really pops out for me and has been so important to me for years is the paragraph six. Never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. And later on, he will... For God has given him the power to translate your prayers of the heart into his language. You know, it was um, befuddling to me, you know, if, if, if I had, especially during my forgiveness practice in the beginning, you know, if I leave my thinking mind and come to God or come to this present moment and ask for forgiveness, what is this place? <laughs> and how do I communicate with God? And and when he told me that he um, listens to the prayers of the heart, it kind of gave uh, love a location for me. You know, heart is, for me, the word symbol for love. So I, in my forgiveness practice, I left the thinking mind, or I, and I do, I leave the thinking mind and bring all my focus and awareness to my heart. And I rest there in the presence, in the in the present moment, and in the presence of love and God and truth. That made it easier for me to disconnect from my fearful thoughts about the the future or my any remorse remorseful thoughts about the past. I left that whole thinking garbage can, <laughs> that whole thinking mind, and I just brought my awareness to this present moment. And then um, when I started 
uh, studying A Course in Years, A Course in Love a few years ago, it just made it all so clear and plain to me about the heart and the mind and the joining of wholeheartedness. It was like I was bringing my thinking mind to love and my heart, and there it was healed. As long as I was engaging in the thinking mind, I couldn't heal myself, you know, because I was attached to all these erroneous ideas that I came to believe was real. But when I paused a moment, when when I witnessed that I was in the midst of fear, I would just disconnect that from that, from the thinking mind and and come to love's presence in my heart. And that seemed to circumvent the ego. You know, it was like the ego had no power there. And um, I would then bring those thoughts to my heart and watch love heal them, you know, transform them and make them disappear. Anything unlike love would disappear. So, um, and that, that continues to be my practice. You know, the present moment of my heart is um, heaven. <laughs> so I, I just leave hell and come to heaven and rest there a while. And um, and I really love that, um, and it's and it's where I also go when I ask Holy Spirit a question, because I don't want it to come through my thinking mind. I want the answer comes through my heart, and I feel it when I look to my heart about any situation that I have a question about. I know the answer. I feel Holy Spirit's answer, and I know that it's the truth. You know, coming from the heart. I can feel what's right and what's wrong. And, um, and it requires no thinking. And that word requires is sort of um, a necessity. It requires no thinking. So being present in love with love, there's only love there. <laughs> there's only healing there. There's only God there. And... Um, and so I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for this whole course. I'm grateful for how it's kept me in peace, no, no matter what crazy crap shows up in my dream. <laughs> you, know, you know, I can just forgive it and let it go. So I'm complete. Thank you for listening. That's very beautiful, Lana. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Lana. Thanks, Lana. Yep. Thank you. This is Steve. Lana, thank you. Somebody want to talk? <laughs> this is Lana. Thank Lana. Thank you, guys. And to what Lana said, I'd love to add, gratitude is the door to joy. And... um Chapter 2, I mean, in paragraph 2, as it was read, the word interpret came to me, interprets. So I looked, why did that word come to me? And it says, says, the curriculum is highly individualized, and all aspects are in the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. And that's how, uh, actually, that's what I have come to understand in in. And reading, of course, in miracles, 
And it is that he interprets this beautiful um, spirit of this book into a language that I can understand. And when I, when I remain yielded and letting, um, uh, he, he guides my path. And the only other thing which I, I really think fits so beautifully to this is uh, something I got from yesterday's paragraph seven, and it came up because we were speaking about truth. Truth is being with a capital B. Being is God. All of that is capitalized. And we are being in being. I am complete. And uh, if there's no other volunteers, and I mean only if there's no other, I would do the lesson. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. Oh, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. This is Steve. In my experience, when I am, in my experience, thinking of forgiving something or someone, it's because I'm not being in the holy place or in myself. So there's nothing to forgive is, is when I'm really forgiving. But when I'm actively forgiving or putting something on the altar because I can't, that's because I'm not connected. That's my experience. I'm still holding on to the need to forgive because I have not. I think way back somebody spoke of when people are speaking of honesty, that's, where I, that's when honesty is not being taught. I mean, when Moses went up to the mountain and got the Ten Commandments, the reason he got the Ten Commandments is because people were stealing and lying and adultery. So for me, forgiveness is not an issue when I'm forgiving in my experience. I'm complete. Thank, Thank you, Steve. Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, I think that this is Lemoyne. I think the first the first step is simply accept, and if we can't, then we have to forget whatever it is we've already judged. So I hear what you're saying about forgiveness, but I also heard a caution not to focus too hard on it because. It's that's kind of one of my favorite tricks. You get right up to the doorway and then stop and and uh, <laughs> continue to have a self-judgment that requires me to forgive. You know, it applies everywhere because I hold it to me and that I have to stay there and forgive and forgive because I can actually release the judgment <clears throat> that prevents Simple, except. Anyway, I'm. And we're past the top. 
top of the album. So, um, Donna, um, <laughs> would you would you go ahead and touch on our our final lessons and the lessons for the last few days? If you would, thank you. Okay. So uh, you're going to do that to me, huh? Well, I accept you that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will do it. You know, it's a couple of times I've thought about it, so maybe it is the Holy Spirit. I don't like to do anything unless I know he's guiding me. So uh, let me see. But, you know, um, all i got to do is be able to find it. Oh, here it is right here in front of me. I don't even have to turn a page. You know, I do this today, and, and this is what the volunteering has, has kind of come to me. I do this in gratitude for Fran's devotion, dedication, and um, showing up. So I know that she's here in spirit today. That I don't have any doubts about that. So... Um, so I will do it. <laughs> so the lesson for today is um, this holy instant, would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Thank you, Jesus, by the way. And I'm going to read uh, the first paragraph and the first line from Paragraph four, on our final lessons. Our final lessons will be left as free of words as possible. Let, let we use them, but at the beginning of our practicing and only to remind us that we seek to go beyond them. Let us turn to him who leads the way and makes our footsteps sure. To him we leave these lessons, as to him we give our lives henceforth. For we would not return again to the belief in sin, which made the world seem ugly and unsafe, attacking and destroying, dangerous in all its ways, and treacherous beyond the hope of trust and escape from pain. For it is our function to remember him on earth as it is given us to be his own completion in reality. And the lesson once again. This holy instant would I give to you. Be you in charge. For I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. In paragraph one. And if I need a word to help me, he will give it to me. If I need a thought, that he also will give. And if I need but stillness and a tranquil, open mind, these are the gifts I will receive of him. He is in charge of my request, and he will hear and answer me 
because he speaks for God, my Father, and his Holy Son. And we'll have a moment. And the lesson again. This holy instant what I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Amen. This lovely. Amen. Thank you, Thank Donna. Thank you, Donna. That was wonderful. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Good morning, this is Sandra. And, um, you know, along with turning everything over to the Holy Spirit, all my judgments, uh, which I have to do all the time, um, I picked up something in this last paragraph, 8, at the end of the text reading, and I was talking to a mighty companion yesterday who mentioned about visualizing and... um, I just picked it up here, and I never really thought about this before. Um, Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your light the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. So I just realized that it's really key that I... I visualize what I would like to see as far as connection and friendships and love and all of that. Um, and it's really hard for me because I, I don't have a great frame of reference, but I'm seeing the importance of visualizing. And I've always been challenged with being able to visualize because somehow my, my fantasy world isn't that great? I'm really into just what I can see and what's real and what needs to be done and all that. I'm sort of a, I used to be, not so much anymore, but I used to be a, a human doing. But I'm really seeing the importance of visualizing, being still, you know, doing nothing but, but being, in, being in the presence of God and, and in that radiance, which I am. And if I... If I'm not feeling it, I can visualize it. I think that's kind of cool. I'm complete. Yes, it is. That's very, very beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Oh, thank you, Sandra. I kind of do a similar thing. Of course, I'm very visual. 
But um, I also uh, go back to, um, you know, it's like Jesus said right here in this lesson that Donna was reading to go beyond words to, you know, and, and so experience is much more important to me. And I'll often think of the first time I held my daughter when she was two days old and the explosion of, of love that I felt in that moment, a love I never felt before, the kind of love where you'd lay down your life without a moment's hesitation. Um, I'm sure many mothers have felt that, but when I want to experience love and I'm having trouble, I'll just take myself back to that moment and um, and experience it again. And I'm telling you, that's such a powerful recovery <laughs> for my mind, you know, because love is love. It's not what our definitions of it is. It's a pure experience. And and um, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for my daughter and so many things. I'm, you know, gratitude is just a beautiful state to be in. And it's so healing, um, complete. Thank you. Yes. I have been, this is Robin Marie, I've been blessed with three children who are totally different from one another, and I think um, of them being babies, and I think of how much I would love to see them all really appreciate each other, not looking for the differences, but seeing how amazingly they're made, and each person so amazing, and stop trying to make them like yourself (laughs) because it would be really sad if we were all the same you know we just have such a multiplicity of amazing things happening and so that is one of the the uh, the askings that I ask the Holy Spirit that my children would appreciate each other you know like just stop trying to change it. And then once they do that, once they can do that, even with one other person, not particularly them, you know, their family member, but one other person, then they'll see, wow, every, every, um, every jewel that is every parent, uh, that is every person is out there. um, I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie. That was beautiful. I just want to thank Donna for your excellent dedication. Thank you. Really present grant for me. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Donna. Hi, this is Ida. Um, I asked for your prayers because it's been really rough between me and my partner recently, I try to apply these principles uh, and it's still been rough. (laughs) Thank you. 
Will do, Ida. Well, there's nothing like a relationship to bring up those things that need to be healed, huh? Yes. Oh, I know, Ida. I'm telling you, uh, the road to a holy relationship is a real adventure sometimes. Just <laughs> I send you love and peace and just gratitude for who you are. Thank you, Mama and Maury and everybody. Yes, just remember the Holy Spirit loves you more than tongue can tell. Oh, thank you so much, dear. Try to remember that. Yeah, and remember also that we're constantly repeating the same mistake, the original, when we forgot to laugh at the original um, what's how can I forget sleep? You know, we, we just, that original thought we took seriously, that thought of being separate from God. And when we took it seriously, it became, we made it real in our experience. So um, we have to remember to laugh sometimes at the absurd ideas that the ego thought system contains because laughter is an attribute of love, and it will disarm everything. <laughs> Nothing like laughing at something. Laugh, I laugh at myself most of the time for the stupid things my mind makes up. So <laughs> I'm complete. That's very disarming, laughter. Thank you, Lana. This is uh, Reverend Regis Joy. I, uh, when we read four, a paragraph four, I, I noticed something that I hadn't noticed before. And you know, it begins with talking about the paradox of of myself, I can do nothing. And yet, <laughs> um, to say of myself, I can do nothing, is to gain all power. And yet, is it is but a seeming paradox. <laughs> As God created you, you have all power. The image you made of yourself has none. The Holy Spirit knows the truth about you. The image you made does not. Yet, despite its obvious and complete ignorance, this image assumes it knows all things. <laughs> because, and this is the thing. Because you have given that belief to it. So that struck me. Because it doesn't exist by itself, 
this image that I have made. The only thing that's real is changeless and eternal, of course. And, and the only thing that real is the all that is, is love. And so everything, everything gets its, gets its being from the only power that is. That is so uh, comforting because it's not like there's something outside of me. There's nothing outside of love. Love is all-encompassing. It has no opposites. We learned that in the course. <laughs> right? So it's like it brings it back home. So I can't blame anything. <laughs> I can't blame anything. There's nothing to blame. And that's the essence of atonement, I think. That that's so true. Right? So anyway, that, that, really, that really stood out. Um, it's all, it's all a choice, you know, and like we get to the end and he said, choose once again. When we got to the end of the text, he said, choose once again. And then, of course, now in the lessons, you know, this holy instant, what I give to you. So it's, it was really cool to read that. And so I th- wanted to share that opening. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Regia. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Marisha. That was lovely. Yes, I think one of the things the ego wants to do is make idols of other people instead of keeping um, our eye on the Holy Spirit and on God and what we're learning. And when we give power to another person that, that you know, another person's ego um, that can be dangerous to us. That is hurtful to us, and it's hurtful to them. We don't want them to see themselves that way either. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ron Marie. Thank you. Oh, this is Charles here. Um, it takes me back to my time when of a personal walk with Jesus. Uh, the words that I have a friend in Jesus, and Jesus is at the heart of all those who um, I am with, and He teaches me to what friendship truly is what true love really is. And I am so invested in my belief system and I'm so thankful to have someone who can help me realize and see the investment I have and what I made my experiences to be what I've made that interferes with what true friendship really is, what true love, true divine way of being. And there's many guides, helpers, but Jesus has always walked close to my side because he's been in my life most of my life. I've, I always took Holy Spirit as just an extension of the name of Jesus. 
because he says, I am that which is. So I tend to ask Jesus a lot more to be a friend indeed, close to my heart and close to those I am with, to help me to realize, to make real God's love in all those. And I give thanks for that. Amen. 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 Thank Thank you. It's beautiful. That was a really beautiful share, Charles. It took me places. Thank you, dear one. I like to um, I like to think of Christ's mind and the Holy Spirit as the unseen guest, and um, and in that. In that recognition, I I realize that everything that happens or seems to happen or anything in which I'm involved um, becomes a way in which my guests can flow. Um, there's so many lessons that point to it. So, Reverend Rage, when you were talking about paragraph four, I thought of that beautiful lesson, this is the way salvation works, is I step back, the light in me steps forward and envelops the world. And it turns out that everything that happens, um, everything, absolutely everything, you know, pretty soon we'll be asking the question, what is it for? Everything is for me. Everything, everything is for for me. I was reading some more this morning about the vine and the branches. That source, love, is what grows the vine of Christ. And every one of us um, in our lives um, become that manifestation or bear that fruit, you know, um, what does a branch do? What does a branch do but manifest the vineness? You know? Um, all, all of that, the fruit of life, 
is manifestation of God and we know that we can um, relate to that fruit by virtue of love the only language that uh, the heart knows you know so many lessons speak of I step back the light in me steps forward that doesn't mean that um, I this life that I leave is lead is worthy of any denigration or or um, or anything except vesselness you know um, vesselness for the unseen guest one of my favorite favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the woman at the well and it's not a story about the woman at the well is is a story uh, is you know he goes to the woman as well and he he tells her all these things about her life and you know you're this and you're that you're the other it, the point of him telling her that was that he wanted to relate to her uh, the truth of who she really is and and he said if you if you knew if you knew the gift of God that stands before you now you would ask for the living water and each one of us is a gift of God each one of us is host to the unseen guest and when I step back the unseen guest steps forward that's why I so love that opening this morning um, grace is is nothing that that I as an individual attain but rather grace is a manifestation of godness when I get out of the way um, every time every time I defer to the unseen guest I don't know every single time um, the well of spirit is opened up and what needs to happen or be seen or be experienced is thus you know um, I started I started learning this lesson a long time ago uh, driving a car <laughs> you, know, you know that feeling of driving a car that urge that comes upon you to pass someone who seems to be driving too slow or the urge to to uh, holler an expletive at somebody who cuts you off on your lane or or hits your car or I mean, you know all kind of things happen when you're driving a car but the real grace of driving a car is finding the flow and life is like that when I live it with the unseen guest there's a flow and the fruit of that flow he calls miracles you know um, things uh, events that reach out and touch someone else and confer their holiness to them in their mind you know all of that is done by the unseen guest and of course Olafi calls it the well of spirit and Lanny spoke of the heart you know he says your heart is a full well and when you draw from that well you need never fear coming up with an empty bucket <laughs> you know um, all of that grace is a consequence of differing to unseen guests. 
teaching and learning is the same, you know. Um, the teacher is not the one who is the teacher of God. The teacher is the Holy Spirit. And in the teaching and learning relationship, we learn that there is a power which is in us, but not of us. That power is love, and love, love manifests itself in whatever ways. That's why says this, the curriculum is under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, love manifests itself in whatever way is meaningful to that person that it's being shared with. Sometimes I know what that is. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have no idea what love is doing while I sit there. You know, but that's that's part of the flow of grace. And, um, and so I love this section. I, I just dearly love this section so much because it says, I am host to God who is my unseen guest. And my unseen guest is responsible for everything that happens. And I will receive direction if direction is called for. I will receive just a state of radiant mind that does everything. You know, that's flow. And I, I live in that flow when I defer to my unseen guest. And as a consequence, I'm very, very, very happy. I'm relieved of the burden of thinking I need to know something. I'm relieved of the burden that I think I need to do something. I'm relieved of all burdens. All burdens are gone when I defer to the unseen guest. That's what he meant when he said to the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God who stood before you, were channels for that flow. And always the flow determines the direction, the means, and the way. Um, and the experience of that is just grace. Nothing, nothing I can attribute to myself at all. Um, but we all have this power. It's God's power. It's the power of presence. And, uh, and it's from that wellspring of heart that flow always proceeds. I mean, uh, this is God's adventure. This is God's holy dream um, that we're privileged to participate with in ways that we may know and in ways that we may not know. In any event, it's of no consequence because when I'm born up in the flow, I need do nothing and I'm complete. Thanks, Laurie. Oh, just beautiful, Laurie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laurie. What a beautiful share you give to all of us. Thank you.
Good morning. Do we have time to read the blog to the workbook? It's so beautiful and so comforting. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I had, uh, <laughs> I had, so I had said we would, and, uh, you know, I thought, here's, here's the end of the year. I'm going to bend, bend some rules. We try to, not really rules, but, you know, guidelines. We try to follow, not calling people out. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was perfect. I was just starting to get the, the guidance. It's like, well, it's, it's a good time. So there may be a little time after, before the end of the call. So what I would like to do, what I think is, think is and the guidance I might be able to hear, is I, I'm just going to select from people who've read and have each of six readers read a paragraph um, in the epilogue. And, Sounds uh, good. And so uh, if there's anyone who has read who doesn't want to read again, uh, uh, let me know to make sure that See that these people are all here. Yeah, we have lots of readers, so I'll defer. Okay. Well, um, on that one, I'm sorry. Sticking plan that started hatching yesterday. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm going to start, and then you list the order, just so you're not going in cold. The order. Um, going to do me, well, first me, then Robin Marie, then Donna, Steve, Lana, and Lori. Everybody on that list willing and have the epilogue, which is at the very end of the workbook. Absolutely. All righty. Okay. I'm going to take that as a yes. If, uh, if anyone else is needed, we'll last time. So I'll start here in the epilogue. This course is a beginning, not an end. Your friend goes with you. You are not alone. No one who calls on him can call in vain. Whatever troubles you, be certain that he has the answer and will gladly give it to you if you simply turn to him and ask it of him. He will not withhold all answers that you need for anything that seems to trouble you. He knows the way to solve all problems and resolve all doubts. His certainty is yours. You need but ask it of him, and it will be given. And Robin Murray, and she's gone. She's gone. My bad. <laughs> Is there anyone who'd like to read paragraph two? This is Sandra. I can do it. <clears throat> Thank you. 
You are as certain of arriving home. Whoops. <laughs> this way. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Puppy was jumping up on my book. Uh, <clears throat> you are as certain of arriving home as in the pathway of the sun, as is the pathway of the sun laid down before it rises, after it and in the half-lit hours in between. Indeed, your pathway is more certain still, for it cannot be possible to change the course of those whom God has called to him. Therefore, obey your will and follow him whom you accepted as your voice to speak of what you really want and really need. His is the voice for God and also yours, and thus he speaks for freedom and of truth. Thank you, Sandra. And Donna. Donna, are you willing to read paragraph three of the epilogue? I'm sorry. I was reading, but I was muted, I guess. Three, no more specific lessons are assigned, for there is no more need of them. Henceforth, hear but the voice for God and for yourself when you retire from the world to seek reality instead. He will direct your efforts, telling you exactly what to do, how to direct your mind, and when to come to him in silence, asking for his sure direction and his certain word. His is the word of God that God has given you. His is the word you chose to be your own. Thank you, Donna. And Steve, your report. Did you ask me to read? Because I'm not near it now. Okay, that's fine. Is there another reader? I'll just listen. Another reader who would like to read uh, paragraph four? Charles here. I'll read you. Okay. Thank you. Paragraph four. And now I place you in his hands to be his faithful followers, with him as guide through every difficulty and all pain that you may think is real. Nor will he give you pleasures that will pass away, for he gives only the eternal and the good. Let him prepare you further. He has earned your trust by speaking daily to you of your father and your brother and your true divine self. He will continue. Now you walk with him as certain as he 
of where you go. As sure as he of who you should proceed. As sure as he of how you should proceed. As confident as he of the goal and of your safe arrival in the end. Amen. Thank you, Gerald. And Lana? Five. The end is certain and the means as well. To this we say amen. You will be told exactly what God wills for you each time there is a choice to make. And he will speak for God and for your true self, thus making sure that hell will claim you not and that each choice you make brings heaven nearer to your reach. And so we walk with him from this time on and turn to him for guidance and for peace and sure direction. Joy attends your our way, for we go homeward to an open door which God has held unclosed to welcome us. Thank you, Lana and Laurie. We trust our ways to him and say, Amen. In peace we will continue in his way and trust all things to him. In confidence we wait his answers as we ask his will in everything we do. He loves God's Son as we would love him. And he teaches us how to behold him through his eyes and love him as he does. You do not walk alone. God's angels hover close and all about. His love surrounds you, and of this be sure that I will never leave you comfortless. Never, ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for that. Thanks for Thank prodding. you, the morning. Thanks for prodding me to get started, man. Thank you. You know, the reading for me, <clears throat> the reading for me was what was on my mind, that's been on my mind lately, is that 
when I first got into the course, I would look to the book chapters for inspiration. And while I was reading, it was like, oh, I got to read the next lesson. I can't wait. And the focus was on the course, the book. And over the years, I've taken to heart the ending here as I put down the book and listen to the guide within. I mean, it's not like I won't open up the book now, but I'll use the I Ching sometimes, and that's the same thing. Or I'll read a email from the Unity people. Every day they give me a daily message. And it's, it's great stuff. But nothing beats the curriculum teacher for me from within. And the focus is that what I'm looking for and the answers are not in the next pages of the book or the next lesson, but for me to get open to the voice within. Yet this seems to be the tendency of the ego to look for the answers outside of me, my ego speaking about me, looking for peace when circumstances are a certain way. And I'm becoming a lot more inner, a pupil of the inner. And so that the outer is also, it can come through, uh, that's another good thing though, is that the Course has taught me to look for God not just in my sacred space where I turn off my senses, my ears, my eyes, and I look within. And then what would happen is I would then look without and it would be the hassles. The contrast between the sacred space inside and the unsacred space outside is dissolving. I'm able to meditate with my eyes open while I'm walking more with the help of the Course. I'm complete. Steve, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is Donna. Mm. And I, and, Go ahead, Donna. Okay. Go and ahead, I Donna. saw and I saw in um in the reading of the epilogue the uh, quote from scripture uh, in paragraph four of our reading, which it says, of my own self I can do nothing, which is John 5.30. And that's one of the scriptures that I hung on to. I said, well, he can't do it, nothing. <laughs> and I, I know I can't. So that's, that's how, um, what reinforced my walk. But from, the, from um, paragraph two, or paragraph three, what I got was the realization that his voice is our true guidance, and that true guidance leads us to reality. 
and that word reality is capitalized in that sentence, I am complete. Thank, Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. They're beautiful shares, and um, the the um, idea of of my humility exalts God. It's it's what I I I got out of listening to people sharing today that. You know, when I let myself go and I go with the flow and I'm not in opposition to anything, I'm just in a good, open-hearted, open-minded frame of mind, um, you know, that I'm cheerfully willing to to participate and, co- and collaborate and cooperate with God's will. God's will is happening and God's will is my will that that acceptance of it being his will and something you said Lori a couple days ago that um, um, this this idea that I got in meditation take no thought for yourself um, came to me and it's still ringing and um, I don't know what you said Lori the other day but that I take no thought for myself I take no act for myself. I claim nothing for myself, that it's all God's. It's all one. It's all his. And and to, to recognize that is to go with the flow, is to go with, the, with an ease and a comfort that everything is all right. You know, don't get worried or upset. Don't, you know, look for problems. It's the brain. Your, your brain and your body is the problem you know, looking for problems, something to fix. And, you know, just settling down and relaxing. Just relax. Who's in charge? Who's got the power? Who knows everything? Who is present? What is present? Who and what is present? God and love is present. In and all and as all things. In and all. In all and as all things. So... The simplicity of that, you know, through all the complexities that the ego would make of things, the ease and the comfort that come from a trust and a reliance, a realization of the to- my total dependence, you know, how is it I, I, I come to be at all, is, <laughs> that's a mystery, you know, that we're flying around the universe on a little ball of dirt is a mystery and and the wonder of it and the amazement but to the words am i ready am i ready and am i willing and am i am, am i prepared to understand and claim the holiness that we are is something that's really ringing running deep and lori thank you for the the bucket in the well, because that <laughs> that's the joy of it. We've all, each and every one of us, got our own bucket. And the guarantee is that it's filled, it's already filled. And what is there that I could possibly ask God for that he hasn't already given me? So there, the end. 
<laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Very oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for oh, creating this space for having us here. Good morning. Thank good you morning. Both. I just want to say that it's, it's Mindy, and thank you, everybody, for your talk, Judy. Especially thank you for the reminder that I don't do anything. I don't even think anything without it being God, being the doer. I just felt myself completely relaxed. I'm, I'm, I'm lying in bed because I'm getting up very late, and it's like, what to do? What should I do? The mind immediately starts. Yesterday I was reading Rules for Decisions. If I do not make a decision, this is the kind of day I would have. The only thing I need to do is decide what I want, but God decides for how, and that's where I look under my guidance. Hi, sweetheart. Got a praying kitten on my lap, but thank you for that reminder. That it is God that is the doer through me. I needed that. And also, um, are we still in the first part of the, the recorded part of the call, or have we gone into the second part yet, the after call? Um, we're near the end of the recording. Yeah. Ah, very good. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody, especially Judy. I really appreciated that share. I'm complete. Amen. Thanks, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. We appreciate you, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mindy. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point, Mindy. Uh, the rules for decision. Um, yeah, that gets missed. That the repeated instructions. <clears throat> okay, not working. Stop. Decide again. What kind of day did you want? <laughs> you know, it asks. It asks for. It, it asks for a mm-hmm. reset. The reset. <laughs> to really ask for what you what we really want to be you're fading out Lemoyne sorry well that's it the first instruction there is do not bite yourself <laughs> Anyway, that's the resistance, the ego's resistance to to giving itself up. I want to be miserable today. Who would fight the decision to be happy today? It seems so obviously ridiculous and silly, but we all do it. I do it. I don't know about you guys, but I know I do it. I'm going to make myself unhappy. And the, the simplicity of that that I would disturb my own peace and I would be miserable. And it's like, no more. Please, no more. Be happy, joyous, and free today. Amen. Thank you for bringing up Roots for Decision. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Judy. Mm. 
Hello, just a final share here. Um, when I think of uh, way back when, <laughs> I think it was even before I started studying A Course in Miracles, I came upon uh, a book by Hugh Prather. It was a book of spiritual games, or it had a section of spiritual games. And the one game I played, which was so profound, now I knew nothing of what was written in A Course in Miracles, but it, when I reflect back on it, it was so powerful. And it was, um, it, the instruction was give everyone, and for one day only, give everyone and everything permission to be what it is. And in effect, it was telling me not to judge. But it was given that to me in a language that I could embrace and accept because it wasn't something that I was trying to prevent doing. It was a positive action that I could take which in effect did the same thing, you know. So um, I went about my day. I gave my boss permission to be who he was. I gave the weather permission. I gave, you know, the traffic permission. You know, I, I just gave everyone permission and everything. And in the game it says, and report back at the end of the day. Well, I was amazed. I was amazed how peaceful my day was. And the gift of it was, it was telling me that I had the power to control. There was a part of me that had the power to control my experience in life. And, um, and, and it was just something I just remember. And then that book led me to A Course in Miracles, which, of course, validated the teaching. But I had no idea at that time that I... That, that I wasn't a victim of the world. And it transformed that belief in letting me know that I wasn't a victim, that I could choose to give the world permission to be what it is and I could be in peace. So anyhow, when you brought up the rules for decision, <laughs> it reminded me of that. Thank you. Oh, thank you for that share, Lana. That's a real blessing. Thank yeah. you. Thank yes, you. I hear the theme in several of the shares. Just one of the conditions for the holy instant that is the is the reaching for perfect communication, and the way that it's accomplished is. To seek to change nothing and accept it, and I think this is paralleled by that instruction in a course of love about resistance. You know, see it's happening. Just acknowledge this is resistance to, you know, the kind of day I would like to have to reality somewhere on that scale, and. Uh, um, and just acknowledge it, and then recognize that it this is unlearning, unlearning occurring. And uh, yeah, this is actually what the text says that the teachers of God bring. Teachers of God bring unlearning that bring that that release. Let people be who they are and uh, 
And so, you know, this is the way in which suffering is not ignored, but overlooked. Way in which can rise above the battleground. I can't hear you, LeMoyne. Please. I'm complete. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, LeMoyne. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Lori. Lori, do you have a clue? You know, this is one of those days I'm I'm really glad you asked because uh, some days it just comes in crystal clear and I was given this to close today from two places. One is in Chapter uh, 6 on Therapy and Teaching. No, Chapter 5. How can you who are so holy suffer? All your past except its beauty is gone and nothing is left except a blessing. You can indeed depart in peace because I have loved you as I love myself. You go with my blessing and for my blessing. Hold it and share it that it may always be ours. I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hands to hold and to share. The heart is pure to hold it, and the hands are strong to give it. We cannot lose. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being. His quiet children are his blessed sons. The thoughts of God are with you. Become the living proof of what Christ's touch can offer everyone. God has entrusted all his gifts to you. Be witness in your happiness to how transformed the mind becomes which chooses to accept his gifts and feel the touch of Christ. Such is your mission now. For God entrusts the giving of his gifts to all who have received them. He has shared his joy with you. And now you go to share it with the world. With and for my blessing. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. I'm thanking spirit today. (laughs) Where was that again? I'd like to reread it. Um, uh, the first was in Chapter 5 in the section on therapy and teaching. And the second one was the last, the last paragraph in uh, Lesson 166. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. The line about the pure in heart. You know, that, that pure, pure in heart is, what I um I was thinking about when Lana, you were sharing earlier, you know, just really opening, opening up, and letting go of 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 you know the the two noblest agents I have. This is the way Master Icard puts it: the two noblest agents of my soul, my intelligence and my will. That I give those to God in the purity of my heart, wanting his will, and knowing 
that is the best thing for everybody. <laughs> it's something I got today. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Judy. And thank, thank you, you Judy. Thank you for an excellent close to an excellent year. Thank you all for being here.